Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. This episode is brought to you by Prospect, the premier streetwear brand and sneaker boutique based in sunny San Diego, California. Home to a curated selection of classic footwear from brands like Asics, New Balance, Puma, Saucony, as well as local and globally known streetwear brands like Belief, Ellist, Rottweiler, Stussy, and more, not to mention their own Prospect label and the iconic Just a Kid from Dago collection. Sneaker and streetwear enthusiasts can experience Prospect's curated boutique through their online store, and now you, Sneaker History listeners, can get 10% off all orders from the Prospect website with the code HISTORY10. That's promo code HISTORY10 at prospectsd.com. That's P-R-S-P-C-T-S-D.com. Georgian trying to shake off starts. Oh, what a move! LeBron James with no regard for human life. Zero seconds. Bryant for the win. Iverson against Gill. The crowd on its feet. Allen for the win. The Sneaker History Podcast. What up? What up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. If you're your first time here. You lucked out because this is going to be kind of an intense, crazy, emotional conversation between me and my buddy, Mike Guillory. How you doing, man? I mean, I was good up until about an hour ago, but people found out why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty crazy. Um, I I just, I don't even know what to think. It's, it's just, we'll have to wait and get into that, but um let's just, let's, let's just knock out the business right up front. <laughs> what are you rocking? What are you copping this week? Yeah, man. So what I'm rocking, that Concept ZX9000, Boston Marathon, one of my nice. my my dive into that that collection of all that 80 ZX pack was like 100 bucks, man. I think it's super nice, underrated. Man. Yeah, I really like it. I think it runs a little longer, but you know Adidas can't ever get their sizing right. But other than that, man, super dope shoe. Um, what I'm looking to cop, it's not really – I don't think anything hype because I felt like a kid again. I've been watching – uh Steph Curry just really go off like nobody's business. And I just want a pair of freaking Curry eights now, man. I feel like like a kid watching this basketball again. I'm like, this is how I want to buy shoes back in the day. And like I just want a pair of Curry eights because he's right now, I think he's almost at 50 points as we speak against the 76ers. Yeah. And they're about to beat the 76ers. So I mean that's how it used to be, man. Yep. Yeah, man. It's a uh... It's it's crazy because like I was thinking the same thing. Like every time I see Steph start to go on a tear like that, it's like, man, I should probably pick up because I haven't bought one for. It's been like three, three or four, and usually yeah. I try to like at least get it, check it out. You know, even if I don't mm-hmm. like it, I want to see it in hand, wear it, and like then maybe donate it or or you know give it away or something. But um, yeah. yeah, that's that's definitely uh, exactly. A, a a good reminder for everybody out there listening, watching, you know, like 
it's totally okay to just buy the things you like when the moment hits you and you see the energy that Steph is bringing to the court. Like I'm, you know, not a big Under Armour fan, but like throughout the years, they've had some good stuff. There's, there's a lot of memories there for me. And obviously being close Mm -hmm. to the Bay area and being, I mean, before the Kings came to Sacramento, even being, uh, you know, a, a, a Warriors fan as a little kid mm-hmm. and then having all my favorite players play on both teams. Like Steph is just that, that dude, you know, like you want to, you want to support somebody like that. It's, yep. I think it's another, it's a conversation for another episode, but I do think that we could have a conversation around Steph and his choice to move to Under Armour and where he's at now versus his Nike stuff, because what we're going to get into tonight, will will address some of that. But first I pulled out the Air Max ones, uh, the 3M Safari. I forget the the nickname on this shoe, but ah, uh, it's like Snow Leopard. I think I made that up, but it's something crazy like that. Something like that, yeah, Leopard. Yeah, I I uh, I saw Todd wear them uh, not too long ago in the Discord, and was like, mm-hmm. oh, I got those. I should pull those out. Um, I actually, I'll, I'll have to share on on my on my own YouTube channel at some point the story of actually picking those shoes up because I actually got them for a very special occasion that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have time to get into on this episode, but <laughs> it was, it was, a uh, it was a good time. It was very, uh, uh, car related type of thing, but really, really nice. cool. So, um, and as far as what I'm copping, um, I mean, I, I don't want to say what I just recently copped, oh, but no. if you listen to the podcast, you could probably guess, um, I will say that I have some, not the ALDs, but I do have some New Balance 550s on the way. And uh, you'll have to wait and see those. But that's that's that'll be my cop for, for, for this episode. Um, I actually cop some 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 other stuff, too. But, you know, I like I like to make sure that I have them in hand just in case something goes wrong and they don't show up. Because, you know, nowadays you think you might have something coming and then next thing you know, it doesn't show up. So. Hey, again, the Cosmic Unity saga. I mean, it came eventually, but you just never knew what's going to happen. Yeah, Dude. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Those 550s, I'm not going to give it away, though. I, when you sent me that link, I tried. Every size up to mine was gone. I was like, and I've been trying to get a dang 550 every, every time they, they release. Such bad yeah, luck. It's, <laughs> it's crazy how, how popular that shoe is right now. I mean, I, I think that it's, I think it's a dope shoe. I love all those '80s basketball shoes. I think there's, you know, there's actually a, a Saucony came out with a Jazz Court recently. That's like a uh, an '80s basketball inspired, basically take on one of their early runners. So it's like if you combine really? kind of a more of a '70s runner, early '80s runner vibe with a with a you know that chunky '80s basketball vibe, low yeah. top. Um, yeah, and then uh, I think. Uh, what was the other one? I mean, obviously, like Converse, Adidas, pretty much everybody. Oh, yeah. Like I just threw in the Discord, uh, Nike Nike dropped the prices on some of the Delta Forces, which, I mean, mm-hmm. nobody talked about those shoes hardly at all. No. It's just a good time. If you're into like 80s basketball shoes, just like as a casual, like, you know, I mean, everybody's buying dunks, but there's a lot of stuff that's super under the radar right now that like I, I, I'm not trying to stockpile the way I once did. But I definitely would would will be getting a few, setting them aside for a year or two, and pulling them back out because yeah, 
the the trend only happens for so long where all the brands hop on and start making it. The trend of whatever's hot and hyped, obviously, uh, like I could care less. If I get the stuff, it's nice. If I can't, no big deal. But then it's always fun for me to go revisit that and bring it back out of the closet and be like, okay, like let's let's see what's up with this one this time around. Yeah, and it lasts a long time. I mean, the way that because the cup soles and the way they're put together, yep. they're tanks, so you don't have to worry about it crumbling or anything like that. So I, I think at this point, I've been I've been really against buying five fifties for resale, but I think I'm going to end up buying. A pair. I'm like, I just want a pair <laughs> so bad, and it's not even because I don't see. Okay, I don't see anybody wearing them. No, I see everybody buying them. I don't see anybody wearing yeah. them. I'm like, every when I see it, I think Jordan three, I drink, think Jordan four. I just like, I love that shoe. And it's just one I just I want to add to the collection. Just like you said, I just like that old school like leather basketball shoe vibe. And I'm like, guys, it's a hundred bucks. Throw me a bone. I'm trying to give you my money. Help me. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I don't want to like you know steer you away from from the 550 because it is a dope shoe. But there's definitely some other good stuff out there too. You could you could probably scoop up for half the price. I mean, I yeah. think those the, the Delta Forces are. I think they were like 45 bucks on Nike.com. Oh. Um, and like, I mean, they don't have like as good of colors because they only did like a couple. And I think the ones that are on sale are like, you know, just the black and white, white, white. Oh, okay. But they're, you know, super simple. And then the, uh, that jazz that is, nice. shoe is actually it. pretty dope too, but I think it's pretty, yeah. I think it's like 110 or 122. So oh, no, it's, it's only it's 90 bucks. Crazy. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, this depends on the colorway. No, it's, it's only 90 bucks. Yeah. I'm looking at the, uh, Kind of white and I don't know what you, white and yellow color, which is really dope. Ninety bucks. Yeah. Well, guess I'll uh, maybe this will be the. <laughs> uh, this will hold me over until five fifties become again a new three twenty sevens and people get sick of them. Yeah, I wonder how long that'll take because it, it it happened so quick with the three twenty seven man. Yeah. People were into that shoe for like two months and then it was like nope. But the five fifties been like kind of the the New Balance buzz shoe for a while. And I keep, man, I so I keep reaching out to New Balance, like, hey, man, let's let's let's, let's let me do some reviews for you. They're like, oh, you know, we're limited on stock, but we'll we'll get back to you. They're like, give us your address. I'm like, I'm just saying, I'm a, I'm gonna do the work. Just slap, just one pair. Just help me out. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, I mean, speaking of of putting in the work, we got a pretty solid review this time. Yeah. Shout out to, uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher butcher this name, but it's. I'm I'm assuming it's vigilante, right? Like it's it's like Viet and Vigilante in one. So five star review says, love the show, love the show, especially the three hour episode with Bingston and the guys. Would like to hear more from them. The tennis sneaker history episode was great. Nick, what's your opinion on Agassiz Air Challenge LWP? Would love some sneaker history sneakers stickers, please. So uh I don't have a way to get in touch with you through this review but dm me on instagram uh at nick ingvall and i'll make sure you get some stickers we got some new merch in the works too so i'll, I'll hook you up with that but um thanks for the review i definitely appreciate you taking the time to leave that review and to answer your question about the agassiz the air challenge lwp is my my personal favorite agassiz shoe of all time i am i am a a diehard lwp fan whether that's the the go on the basketball side the Agassi, the challenge on the Agassi side, any of the takedowns of those, I just thought that was such a special time in sneakers because you just didn't, you, you, it was literally just like seeing Nike 
test the combination of cushionings, yeah. test the kind of more, I, I don't want to say futuristic because compared to like, you know, patent leather on a Jordan 11 or clear translucent soles or carbon fiber, it wasn't futuristic, but it was like the future of sneakers in terms of the, the way the shoes were produced was right there in front of us in ways that I think, you know, are still like, to me, the, the, you know, the shoe that I have a few pairs of is the, the go LWP um, because they retroed it. Right. Mm -hmm. And that shoe is one of those shoes that like you could hoop in it today and still feel like you're playing in a shoe that like is deserved is deservingly, you know, made to play in. Like it, it's, it's kind of amazing because most retros, like all the eighties stuff we're talking about, this stuff is way too uncomfortable to hoop in. in yeah, you, can't do that. <laughs> you know, Rasheed Wallace will pull that stuff off, but I, 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 I'm not, I'm not trying to play in bricks. Like it's, we got too much technology out here nowadays. So but can't take appreciate it. the review. Um, you know, Vigilante, I, I, uh, you know, like I said, shoot me a DM and, and I'll definitely hook you up with some stuff. If you haven't left us a review, if you want to leave us a good review, a bad review, Rowit, Rowit wants to demand the positive reviews. Honestly, I just want the feedback. I'd love to hear from you guys. If you like the show, if you want to hear topics, if you want to hear specific things from us, anything that we can do to improve the show more than any, like most importantly, that's what I'm kind of looking to get is some of that feedback because, you know, we're just trying to learn as we go. We're, I don't know, 211, man, 211 or 212 episodes in somewhere yeah. in there. And, um, I feel like every episode we could definitely improve. And I'm not just talking about me saying like, and um, the whole episode. Cause that's, that's probably never going away. I apologize in advance, but if you <laughs> could get past that, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with the, with the show that we put together and, and, you know, getting to chop it up with these guys, you know, has been, uh, has been like a lifesaver for me within the, uh, within the pandemic. So Heck yeah, uh, if you, if you haven't considered that, if you haven't considered joining the Patreon discord, it's been super dope. Uh, mm -hmm. Friday's Zoom or Saturday's Zoom call uh, trivia night. I mean, was uh, pretty uh, pretty incredible. Got a little <laughs> got a little rowdy. Got a little out of hand, um, but it was good. We had some winners. We gave away some cool products. Some Jordan ones. A couple pairs of Jordan ones. Um, think uh, what do we got? Some T shirts. Some some other stuff. This next month, uh, we've got. I've got my concept for the next month in terms of giveaways is basically just like fresh runners. So I, I'm going to probably do three, four, maybe even five shoes next month. So this would be a good month to jump in um, yeah. because it's springtime, man. You got to break out the heat. You got to, you got to, you got to get all <laughs> the like light colored shoes that you were afraid of getting a muddy, afraid of getting rain on them. Got to break <laughs> out the stuff, you know, it's like, shorts weather man so you i just i'm ready the giveaway for next month is going to be fire i'm super stoked on it i'll i'll have the announcement up hopefully within the next few days but yeah definitely definitely hit up the discord the patreon if you haven't and uh you you won't be disappointed yeah man love the freaking patreon and the discord it's just every day i like i literally if i get bored sitting in my office i just click on uh, the the discord there's something interesting going on in every every freaking channel yep yeah, it's uh, it's it's become much bigger than sneakers in there for sure. Oh yeah. So, 
All right, we got any? We got any other business left? I think that's it, right? I I, I can't Oof. think of anything. I mean, <laughs> so normally normally it takes us like you know a solid like. 20 25 minutes to get into the main topic but i feel like mike and i are both like it's like we we saw that we saw the tweets and it was like trigger warning we needed to talk about it the text messages were flying you know i got probably half a dozen from people like right <laughs> in that same time frame yeah um but I'll, I'll i'll toss it to you mike since i've been rambling here you you ah. can introduce what we're going to talk about <laughs> man see it all started on a, a fine monday evening where everyone was just you know, trying to just get their week started off right. And then uh, we get the infamous text. I think it was uh, Nick DePaula who uh, broke it, if I'm not mistaken. And it looks like that the uh, estate of Kobe Bryant and Nike have not come to terms and will not be renewing his contract. So it looks as though the, from what I'm understanding, the Hall of Fame Kobe 6, which I don't know what it looks like yet, will be the last Kobe releasing because Nike and Kobe have parted ways. Um, there's no, there's no reason, there, there's no reason why there's no one said anything yet. Um, but it just, first it went from Nick DePaulo's tweet, basically saying that, you know, they couldn't come to terms. So they're, they're parting ways. Then Nike basically followed up like, Hey, you know what? Kobe's always part of the family, but uh, no longer with Nike. I'm like, which I haven't found. I, I I've been looking for Nike's statement. I saw uh, Jock had posted the statement. I think Nick DePaulo had posted the statement, but I can't find where Nike had put it out because they didn't tweet it. So I don't know what news source they utilized, or if they just did it in turn like at a, you know, like on Nike's website where they have their, their press. Yeah. But, um, yep. So I just been walking around grumbling the entire time because I was planning on, you know, oh, I will finally just break down and buy those Grinches. <laughs> And I will not do that because I've been watching prices just tick up. And so I don't want to – I, I understand the price is going up when they're going to discontinue something. I, I don't find it as disrespectful as when prices get jacked when someone passes away. So I saw this coming. I can't be mad at the resellers this time. I mean I, I hate it, but I can't be like, oh, you're being disrespectful when the brand comes out saying we're not going to be working with this person anymore. You just know what's going to happen. This is natural – natural effect and i don't want to sound like i'm being like contradicting my own point i just see it two different ways like disrespecting someone's legacy and then hey we're just gonna stop making this physical product and i literally i was telling the guys i'm like i think i'm just gonna vacuum so every kobe i have now because i don't want them to break apart and i just never can get another pair because at this point if you just keep refreshing goat you see a hundred dollar jump like every couple like every hour so far yeah man it's it's unfortunate like that's kind of the way the market works now and you know i i kind of somewhat jokingly but i guess there's there's a possibility you know sent the group the text and said you know it just could be marketing on nike's side to hype up the secondary market for the next you know contract negotiation session right like if that's a let's say they come around to a contract six months a year from now all these secondary market prices just you know, shot up and yep. there's going to be more demand for the shoes because the perception at least is that they're more limited than ever before. Mm-hmm. But, um, I guess like, I'm going to, I'm going to just read these kind of two statements. So, uh, Nick DePaula said, uh, at 6:36 AM today, I received a text quote, Vanessa Bryant did not renew contract. Kobe and Nike are done. 
end quote. And then he said, I've been working since to confirm what this means ahead of for Nike and Kobe partnership. As of right now, there is no ongoing contract for, for future Kobe releases. Um, and then the Nike statement, which he said, um, yeah, like Jacques, I saw that on Jacques page first too. Um, uh, Kobe, Kobe Bryant was an important part of Nike's deep connection to consumers. He pushed us and made everyone around him better. Though our contractual relationship has ended, he remains a deeply loved member of the Nike family. So, yeah, I think that uh, my first thought is this isn't the end of Kobe shoes, right? Like there's yeah. plenty of there are plenty of ways that Kobe shoes will continue on. I think that we can look at, you know, a number of athletes that have that no longer have a contract with Nike mm -hmm. that have shoes come out, right? Um, you know, uh, Chris Weber, uh, I mean, possibly even like King Griffey Jr. I don't know if his if his if he gets any royalties off of those shoes, mm -hmm. but they don't have his name. Um, I guess they do have the swing man. I don't know if he owns that. Um, but like baseball with Hideo Nomo, you know, when that shoe came back the first time, they called mm -hmm. it the NM Max instead of the Nomo Max. Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably what we'll see with Kobe's. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's kind of a it's kind of no brainer to to just think that hey the you know the Kobe line could become the Mamba line or the Snake you know the the Nike Mamba one or the Nike Snake one or whatever that is. Um, I mean, clearly Adidas went ahead and still when he left, they still crazy ate from the KB eight or, you know, KB two, yeah. you know, they changed those. So it's still possible. I just, I don't know. I feel like it's improbable though, just because they're just, I think they just, they reflect him so much that it's really hard to put that out. I don't know what his contract looked like either. Like what kind of rights he had to the models since he was so heavily invested into the design. So yeah, it's really weird. I just ah, I, I mean, even if he's super invested in the design, he's he's super, you know, integrated into the part of the process of of making the shoes. Mm -hmm. This this happens all the time with with athletes, right? And I yeah. can't think of hardly any examples where an athlete left a brand and the brand didn't own the rights to that shoe. Yeah. Now. Kobe might be different because he is, you know, the top three in the sneaker chain, I would say, like, you know, in the, in the, he's definitely on the Mount Rushmore of, of you know, signature sneakers. Mm -hmm. And I think as far as like a, you know, like just being a, a, a face of the shoes and, and a, you know, globally recognized uh, individual, there's no... There's no telling if him not being attached would actually hurt in the long run. I mean, I know as like fans of Kobe, uh, you know, sometimes a hater of Kobe as a Kings fan, you know, a sneaker fan, like, yeah, it sucks to think that his his logo or his signature might not be attached to a shoe. But then I think of, like you said, the Adidas, you know, I've got almost every Adidas Kobe that ever came out as a retro because I was like, wait, this might be the only chance I get to get this stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's, that leads me kind of towards like not feeling too upset about it, but mm -hmm. it, it definitely, it's definitely been something that we kind of all knew a little bit 
was coming, right? Like, even though it was never spoken that, hey, his contract is up, you know, and hey, they're in the midst of trying to negotiate a deal. Back in December, we saw, um, I, I forget, I saw it on, on Yahoo News. I forget the guy that, that you know, tweeted it out, but yeah. um, a story basically that Kobe was meeting with potential, uh, with other brands as potential partner or potential replacement for Nike for his footwear moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and And this is, you know, pre all of the, you know, this is like, I guess like the, the year, a year from last December was when all yeah. this happened. So, yeah. you know, this is right as Kobe, you know, is kind of looking at the last year of his contract with Nike and then obviously passes away. And unfortunately, you know, we don't really know if that story is somebody just trying to chase the clout and, and throw mm-hmm. out that they had the agreement or the the meetings or if there was something bigger there where, not, where Kobe was thinking, you know, of trying to create his own lane when it comes to yeah. sneakers. I do think that, you know, just to kind of clarify for the people that don't really understand that, my understanding is that's a very common thing, right? Like as an athlete, you're always going to take the meeting because you never know what could come from it. And especially as somebody who wants to be the best and pushes people to be the best, I can only imagine that Kobe's going to take every one of those meetings where he sees a little bit of possibility or potential in the drawings and the renderings of, you know, whatever shoes a designer might be throwing his way. Because even if he didn't want to leave Nike, he might even be able to bring that designer into his world as a part of, you know, his, his group uh, in the, in the negotiating process in the design process for shoes. So I think that, you know, we've kind of, We've kind of, at least if you're paying attention and, you know, I think we might have touched on this briefly on the podcast, but like we've known that there were things going on that potentially would lead to this point. Yeah. And I guess the other one that we should probably mention is, you know, when the Grinches first came out, Mike wasn't the only one upset that he didn't get them. <laughs> um, you know, like most of us didn't get them. Most of us didn't get them on this, you know, quote, restock uh. that happened. And the first time around, Vanessa Bryant came out and basically said she's trying to negotiate with Nike to make more of the Grinches yeah. because there were so many fans that wanted them. And as a business person, I try to step back and say, yeah, like, you know, maybe Nike had already, you know, put the orders in, you know, you got X amount of shoes and then, you know, this restock could have been X amount more. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's, it's, you know, I don't want to say it's impossible, but it's not easy to just be like, hey, let's make. 30,000 more Grinches or 100,000 mm-hmm. more Grinches. And if you think about Kobe's legacy in the fan base, just in Los Angeles alone, you've got millions <laughs> of Kobe fans, right? Yeah. And, you know, living down there while he passed away and, and when Nipsey passed away, you know, like people go hard for, for, the, for their people, you know, like mm-hmm. those two guys represented Los Angeles in ways that nobody can possibly even fathom outside of Los Angeles. And that to me is, uh, that to me is like the craziest part about all this, right? Is Mm -hmm. I would love to see, I would love to see or to have seen Nike acknowledge Vanessa Bryant's words, her social posts, you know, the, the stories that were, were, you know, going everywhere when the Grinches first came out. And say, hey, we're gonna make we're gonna make more for the fans because the fans deserve this. 
um, they're still making tons of money off of it. So what does it matter if they make tons, you know, like they could yeah. literally make millions and it's still good for them. Cause it's just adding to their bottom line where playing the secondary market and keeping the, the limited product run to me, uh, man, it just sucks. It's, it's a, it's a shitty experience for people that, that aren't used to dealing with what we deal with as sneaker sneaker heads. Cause it's a big difference for a for a, a basketball fan that just loves Kobe to say I want to celebrate my hero and go buy these shoes, and then have to be thrown into what sneakerheads deal with every day, every <laughs> week with releases. So, yeah. well, what's crazy is like so. From what I understood, when she was saying that she wanted to make sure everyone got them, I think they kind of just like you know what Grinches are going to be Grinches. We're gonna that was going to be as much as we had there. But I remember some part of her tweet was saying that. COVID kind of put a dampener on the original plans for the production numbers uh, because it was, I think it was going to be pretty much everything after it, like the all-star pair that came out that retro uh, a couple months back. Uh, the the playoff pack is coming out next, the white and uh, Del Sol and black pair. Those are supposed to be in more attainable numbers according to, you know, what, what Vanessa Bryant was trying to do because she's like, look, Everyone was fan like the people were fans of her husband. She wanted to make sure that they could properly like get the things that they wanted because I mean, I know it's not the same back in 2011 when Nike basketball was basically at its peak when they were producing stuff just, you know, shoes falling out their nose basically at the factories cuz I mean, I bought a pair I think a white and concord Kobe 6s in 2011 for like 90 bucks because they just there were so many different ones floating around. I think even like Oh my God. Uh, Laura Marion, Kobe sixes were hanging around. Like those things were a lot of them. And I guess Nike is like, well, we don't want to make that mistake again. But at the same time, I didn't see, they're not floating around. So somebody bought them. Yep. I like, let's, let's, I think just find a happy, happy medium. It's like, we don't have to go as hard as we did there, but we don't have to go as limited as we are doing now because, um, yeah, like that, their restock kind of sucks. Like got in there put the draw in and like, I don't think any of us, I don't think did anyone in our discord get them. I don't think so. I don't remember I don't, seeing anybody. I don't think anybody in discord even got them. So I saw some people on Twitter, but kind of like usual suspects who always get stuff on, on sneakers, you know, through one way or another, but it is just, you, you gotta, if you're going to end this, I would say go out strong. Um, you still got a couple colorways left. I think, you're, they, people have been pushing stuff back to begin with. I mean, there's so many shoes that have been pushed back this year because of, you know, uh, factory issues or delays in getting things delivered. Push it back a little bit. I don't think people are going to be hurting. They don't have to have it on a said day. And put a couple more out there. I'm not saying, oh, 100-fold increase your numbers. Maybe 50%. Increase your numbers by 50%. Get people more of a shot to get it. That's it. Like you're gonna you're gonna end the line or do whatever you do with the line, or hopefully maybe you guys just come back to the table and come to an agreement. Because I was really looking forward to a retro of the Kobe eight, Kobe seven, that like invisible invisibility cloak and all those. That yep. would have been uh, that would have been nice. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, obviously, as as a fan of of you know Kobe and and the shoes, I think. I, I kind of always default to like just make more, let let the fans have them. It's not yeah. even a personal thing to me. Mm -hmm. um, I I also feel kind of 
weird in this scenario because I haven't bought an Air Max sensation because the Chris Webber logo wasn't on it. Chris, Chris Webber, yeah. favorite player, you know, going back to like fifth, sixth grade, my basketball coach teacher at that time gave me a high school sports magazine. Chris Webber, country day on the front, scored 63 points in a game as a freshman, I think, or something. Yeah. So like he, and then, and then of course he plays for the Warriors, plays for the Kings. Like he is like absolutely right up there with Allen Iverson for me. <laughs> um, I know that, I know that most people don't care for him as a, as a, you know, as a broadcaster <laughs> at this point, but I think that, uh, I think it's a, uh, it's, it's a, it's a love hate relationship more than pure hatred, but <laughs> as a player, you know, like I always wanted to, to support him and, and buy his stuff and, and, you know, because they took his logo off of it, I felt like that, that just kind of sucked, you know, like, yeah, he left and maybe that, you know, you don't want to like be connected to him as a player because he's, you know, got a different brand deal. But as Nike, I just assume that you own the logo, you own the, the shoe design, you're making the shoe, just make it original, right? Like no need to yeah. switch it up. So I say that to, to say, like, I'm kind of in a weird spot. Like, part of me would love to see, you know, Vanessa Bryant be able to negotiate a better deal for for the fans, for the consumers, because mm -hmm. I feel like she's probably on that side, right? Like, yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Nike. My, Nike isn't going to isn't going to switch up their business model or their strategy for anyone. Right. And for sure. scarcity is, is a huge part of the way they play the game. And unfortunately, when, when you have an athlete like Kobe who kind of transcends all of that bullshit, in my opinion, mm. uh, you should just have those shoes. And yep. I could totally see Vanessa Bryant wanting to do that for, for the fans and the supporters. Cause look, she's, you know, she's unfortunately got to, got to live without, you know, her partner and, yeah. uh, you know, she's probably looking at that, like, Hey, if I can make this easier for the fans, then it makes it easier on me in, in some roundabout way. Yep. And I just, I, I can imagine that, that also on the flip side, Nike probably, you know, looked at like, Hey, you know, Kobe's not around to negotiate. He pressed us harder than anyone we can probably push back on this a lot harder than we would have normally mm -hmm. and make more money as a company. Yeah. And, and that probably is, you know, both, both those things probably come into play in this whole scenario. And ultimately you, you have this situation where, you know, obviously it's been confirmed that this is the case. Um, but that doesn't mean that, that like it's the end all be all, you know, close the door on, on Kobe sneakers, because there's just going to be a lot of, a lot of other things that come up from it. And it'll just, it'll depend on how, on, on what he owned and what was a part of that contract to kind of, you know, for us to see. And, and unfortunately just time, right. Because yeah. one of, one of, one of my friends texted and said, you know, it's no wonder they've been, they've been cranking out so many Kobe's for the last year because they just wanted to to make money off of the, you know, what they had. Right. And yeah, oh, 100%. I totally understand that. But I also just think like, look, 
Kobe, Kobe is kind of like, I think even without him passing, he's coming into a place where he is absolutely in talks of like legitimately, like this is, you know, top three or four player ever to play the game. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people knew that as a, as a, as he was playing, but I think even more people, unfortunately, it's one of those situations where, you know, giving people their flowers after, but like yeah. after Kobe retired from the game, I think more people became fans of him than, than not. Well, yeah, because people don't realize, and people say it all the time, but no one listens, appreciate what you have while it's while there. And they talk about Kobe on the court. I'm talking about literally on, on the court at this point, like, they're gonna. Everyone's gonna retire soon. Everyone who wants to, you know, hate on LeBron, hate on you know Chris Paul, hate on Melo, Zero, anyone who's out there who's a part of that that superstar group that who's just done magnificent things on a court. You have to appreciate what they are, who they are now, because you're gonna look up three, four, five years from now. You know, Zion's gonna be your best player on the court. And I'm saying that just. Because he's just Zion, he's the probably biggest name right now. But that's gonna be your your best player of court. You're gonna be like, oh man, remember that time LeBron did this? Or, but no, you're too busy like trash talking, or you're too busy hating them. Like, I appreciate the talent that's on the court because you just never know. Like, you're gonna blink and time time waits for nobody, and you're gonna be looking for him, just looking at old YouTube clips. But I something like, and this is the how Kobe's career trajectory was going post-retirement he was looking to own things like he wouldn't want to be a part of just a corporation anymore he didn't want to make someone else millions of dollars he wanted to build things from the ground up that's we had like the mamba academy uh you had his production company you had his uh enormous stake in uh body armor which he had started out before he was on the court but he brought in guys like what James Harden, I think a few WNBA players, uh, some other athletes as well. Everything he was doing for for female basketball, uh, you know, women's sports. I it wouldn't surprise me if he went off on his own. Either a went to an independent brand, or you, you know, it's not. It's after I, I I know we bring it up all the time, but looking at the Kanye model, who knows? Vita's like, look, you want to do this, this, and this. We can slap your name on it and we'll leave you alone this time around and you can own it. Who knows what he would have done because his, it was a five-year extension from 2016 up till clearly today. And I'm sure there were plenty of brands and things out there that would have, we would have seen a new Kobe. Maybe this, no matter what, whether he was here or not, maybe this would have been the end of the Kobe line as we know it, at least. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that's something to to definitely keep in mind because you're spot on. He, he was definitely diversifying everything he was doing, you know, taking more ownership and more control of things. And, you know, to me, that's, that's also what like drew me back into, to being a fan of his mm-hmm. is like the, the entrepreneurial stuff that he was doing because you know, you can only take losing to a guy so many times before, you know, you just like give up on the idea of being a fan. <laughs> but, so as somebody who is, you know, I would say you're, you're more of a, even a long-term Kobe fan than I am personally. Yeah. What do you think? Or yeah. Like, what do you think of the, you know, the phenomenon, the Mamba Fury, like these other offshoot 
kind of sub brands that Kobe had with Nike. Do will they ever will like does this mean that like hey people are going to back off of that cuz those shoes for instance will likely never see those ever again, right? If yeah. if this deal never comes back around. And like not that there's so many of them that we would want to retro, but there were definitely a, a handful of good colorways on both those models throughout the last four or five years yeah. that were, you know, I think totally underrated. Yeah. And the thing was, they were all, they all had their purpose. Um, I know a lot of the phenomenons and uh, I guess it was it the, what was the other one? The Mamba, Mamba Fury. Yeah. Mamba, Mamba Fury, Mamba Focus. He always changed it every yep. year. Yep. They had their place on the court and in the, and in the location, like a lot of those were very popular in China with outdoor play. Um, a lot of them were team bank shoes, but I like the fact there was an option and people are very quick to forget that I can go into, well, at least in normal times, I can go into foot locker and I have LeBron mainline. I have soldier. I have Kyrie mainline. I have fly trap, have KD and I had KD Trey. It's it's not impossible for these things to coexist, but people like to forget. They're like, oh no, we just want no. There's very they all serve their purpose, and I don't think we're gonna see those anymore. I I mean, no matter what happens. I mean, actually, you know what, Nick? When I think about it, I think if anything did happen, I think those would be the ones that would get re- retooled and renamed because it's, I feel like it'd be easier to rebrand those. As I was saying it out loud, I'm like, I feel like you can you can get a Mamba Fury and change a couple things and. Like, hey, that looks familiar. And you know, yeah. ten years down the road, you're like, I'm explaining it to my son. It's like, oh no, this was something completely different before you played in it. So I think we actually might see those before we see a rebranded Kobe inline retro, like a true to true true proper retro, I should say. Um, I don't, man. I don't. I don't know, man. It's just it was just so nice because with Kobe's, because at the time, I mean, we'll be honest, people. Like certain colorways of Kobe's back then, you know why he was still on the court, but they they weren't really buying them up unless it was limited. And I could go into a house of hoops and be like, oh man, I want do I want inline Kobe or I'm not inline, but do I want regular Kobe like main line or do I want to try out the the secondary line? I had options, and they were both going to perform because Kobe was still a part of every one of those design aspects, no matter if it's main line or the breakout line or the uh, the the lesser expensive line yeah yep i i think the other thing too like you know as i was digging through more of this you know it it sounded um it sounded pretty clear that you know vanessa bryant and kobe bryant's estate um would were the ones that kind of opted out of the contract and mm-hmm. um i saw on tmz that the Bryant family had filed a trademark for Mamba and Mambasita under, you know, an attorney representing Kobe Bryant LLC. And yeah. to me, like that kind of confirms what I thought anyway, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, one, Kobe's been looking at this, you know, or had been looking at this, you know, prior to passing away. Yeah. Two, you know, Vanessa Bryant probably is thinking like, let's make this more about providing the people what they want instead of mm-hmm. let's turn it into the the hype machine and and sell more high price stuff and keep the the you know the uh, availability low. And 
I just keep thinking like how how do how does Nike as a company like ever let that happen? You know, like yeah. at, at some level you've got to look at like what Kobe Bryant means, you know, the last what 14 years, 15 2K3, so like 17, 17 years yeah. of yeah. of being a Nike athlete. Yeah. And the fans, not only in the U.S., right? Like, you know, I, I forget the quote, but uh, he broke into China. Like, it yeah. was him. Like, exactly. Him. There was yeah, some quote it, that I saw recently. I think it was KD or something, or or might have been LeBron. That was like, yeah. you 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 don't know what a fan base is until you see until you've walked into you know like walked off a plane in China to see the fans for Kobe there. Mm-hmm. And I just think, damn, how does how does this happen? You know, it just seems so crazy to me. Unless it was just like super, super, like already almost written in stone well prior to this date. And Nike was just trying, you know, moving up to to now to make something happen before they came out and, you know, I guess obviously had to acknowledge it because today's the day or whatever. I just, I mean, yeah, it could have just been, I think there had to be prior meetings and it just, today was the expiration day because typically a big company, I think of it like an NBA team. They're going to start working on extensions well before the expiration of the contract, try to get it done. But even though it sounds silly, I really think the reason was that they couldn't, they didn't want to do what, you know, the Bryan family wanted. Like, hey, let's, I want to make sure we serve Kobe's legacy as opposed to, I mean, you guys were making money. We were making money too. But let's not get ridiculous because now we're causing all this, you know, we see all like the sneaker fights again. We see all this hype. It's like, this not what he would have wanted because I can't think of a time where there was any kind of fights or scuffles or over like Kobe's even during a galaxy pack time phone pods is one thing, but barring that, I don't remember any fights like black history month. Kobe's people got them. People warm. Uh, that was, that was it, but it's just really just, like I said, there were, there was something bigger in play here for what, he wanted to do because I bet I'm, I I can guarantee that Kobe was a smart man. Clearly, he didn't know he was going to pass away that day, but I'm sure he had something written in his wills like, "Hey, this is how I want to proceed." If with Nike, if someone, if I if I'm not here, and yeah. I'm sure maybe they didn't want to honor that that final wish. So, but that's in the family. Like, all right, cool. I mean, this is that we get we gave you ample time to come to the table with it, and today is the day. I mean, clear. I wouldn't be surprised if down the line, you know, they come back and try to appease everyone within the next couple of weeks because there's going to be major backlash to this from, I think, from fans. Yeah, I mean, I think there could be from, like, the sneaker community fans. But, yeah. like, I'm also thinking of, like, Shaq, right? Shaq has a Reebok deal, you know, obviously selling – you know, some of the most expensive shoes on the market in the early and mid nineties mm-hmm. and ultimately decides, Hey, I own my logo. I'm going to move to, to, you know, entry level, you know, entry price points, mm-hmm. um, pay less shoes, eventually Kmart's Walmart's all over the place. Like there are more people wearing Shaq shoes than there are Kobe shoes. Facts. Strictly based on a price price tag. Right. Mm-hmm. So, if 
if Kobe had that mindset of like, you know, hey, we just need to make this more attainable for people. You can always make expensive shoes. You can always make, you know, higher end shoes. You can always limit the production of shoes. But if your goal is to to actually grow in volume, you know, I think part of the conversation had to have been about just, you know, the, the distribution. Because mm-hmm. one of the things that, that Nike is, you know, also getting backlash for on the other side of the business right now is, you know, closing all the the partnerships down with like, whether that's a boutique or, you know, the kind of wholesale type places or, yeah. uh, you know, like wholesale shoe carnivals and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Shoe carnivals. And I think it's interesting because you could, you could, I, I totally understand where Nike's at with it, right? Like cut, mm-hmm. cut out the middleman, you know, let's, let's keep the profits going because that's where the investors come in. That's where the money comes mm-hmm. in, make those people happy. But at the same time, at some point there's, there's kind of the, you hit the law of, diminishing returns in in that approach. Mm -hmm. And if Kobe, if Nike's telling Kobe that he is not as important in the big scheme of things prior to his death, uh, you know, uh, compared to a LeBron, a Kyrie, Giannis, you know, maybe a KD, um, the, 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 like my mind goes directly to, okay, cool. Let's go sell to, to the masses at, yep. you know, uh, Dick Sporting Goods only or whatever that is, mm-hmm. right? Like big box, like if you're about the game of basketball, you buy your shoes at a at, at this place and but, not, yeah. you know, through a website because you got to go in mm-hmm. and get it and all that stuff. But then I just think like of the Shaq thing and I could see where, you know, coming out of this, even if we, you know, I don't, I don't think that we won't see more Kobe's from Nike in some form, right? Mm-hmm. There will always be, ways for them to I don't know if it's honoring his legacy or or you know hanging on mm. to that that hype that exists around it right now but there will always be ways for, for them to to make it work the same way that Adidas did you know a few years after he left that deal in 2002 yeah. but do you think that fans will buy a Kobe shoe like, look, if, if the numbers line up, logically, mm-hmm. it would make sense for Vanessa Bryant, Kobe Bryant, LLC, the estate, to partner with a Li Ning if he has a bigger fan base in China. I was thinking the same thing just now. I was like, I wonder if they were going to go ahead and reach out because he could he could literally, like we talked about, I don't know if we, this one's up yet or have been heard yet, but we talked about bringing more of those basketball sneakers from China to broader markets, like maybe sponsoring teams. That could be the tipping point. Even though he's not around, people equate Mamba to performance, Mamba mentality. You get out there and put him in a leaning, an anta, whatever one he may have had a relationship, because I guarantee he has a meeting with at least one of them before. And I think leaning might have the best. Anta is pretty good technology as well right now. You can I mean, all those all those model. Chinese brands are are solid right now. Like, yeah, even the one Aaron Gore, Aaron Gord's wearing was it yeah, the three six one? Oh yeah. So, I you might be right. I was thinking the same thing as you were saying. Like, I, I watch he comes back with like a KB one from like Anta or something, and I would not be surprised. I mean, because because if it's just about you know distribution and quantities, right? And it's mm-hmm. it's not. 
obviously if you sell enough of something, you're going to make a ton of money, but yep. like, you know, it's, uh, it's, there's two paths that I see that are, are completely viable. One of them, you know, you eventually renegotiate a deal with Nike, you know, mm -hmm. more production, blah, blah, blah. You keep that kind of last 15 year legacy alive. People still stick around. You get to retro everything and you get the benefit of all these NBA guys playing in Kobe's. That's other, another thing we got to talk about though. Yeah, What's going to happen yeah. to NBA guys? Yep. And the other kind of easy path ahead in my opinion is it doesn't even have to be leaning, but like finding a partner that, that allows you to manufacture massive amounts of quantity wise. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're, if you're partnering with a, a leaning, for instance, then it seems pretty easy to line up some sort of distribution deal. And I'm not wishing this, but like some sort of distribution deal with someplace like Walmart, someplace like, you know, Kohl's, someplace like, Costco, any of those massive, massive retailers that just have enormous footprints in terms of retail no. spaces. Because look, I think maybe the sneaker consumer is not going to go into a Costco and buy a pair of Kobe Lee Nings or Kobe, yeah. maybe it's just Kobe brand shoes, but the average person absolutely will. And mm -hmm. if the goal is to have more kids in Kobe's, that's going to be way more successful. It might not be the high quality and the performance and the, the innovation that comes with a Nike shoe, but damn, it's, it's definitely a, an easily viable option. Yeah. I mean, even if they went to like the Dick's Sporting Goods, I think that would be a biggest spot. Like you get right in the middle ground because uh, Dick's Sporting Goods are everywhere. Academies. Uh, I don't know what other sporting goods stores are around anymore, but that would be a good setup, man. I mean, I would gladly try a leaning Kobe. I like, like I said, I like leaning products. But it's just hard to get. Uh, and again, we're just using leaning as just kind of a, like a baseline. But I, if he came up from another brain, I would try it. Uh, if he made his way back to Adidas and we get the old Audi Kobe's again, I'd buy it. You know, just like weird things yeah. like that. I, I'm okay with change. I just I think my beef more comes with with Nike and again we don't know the whole story clearly but you have you're trying to create a hype around something that honestly let's be let's be fair sat on shelves 10 years ago price points were at 130 140 bucks you've raised the price up to almost $200 you've cut the amounts and do you see people tripping falling over each other trying to get it and that's what you like to that's what they like to watch and yeah. I hate saying it like we both like Nike products, but I'm okay with expanding my horizons. Like not everything I own is Nike and I'm not particularly loyal to one person or the other because I mean, Nike, you're not paying me. I'm going to tell you my honest opinion. Like I love Kobe's shoes, but I'm not, I can go back and buy a crazy eight from Adidas at any point and be just as happy or the Reebok yellow toe question. I'm just as happy because I know it was connected to one of my if not my all-time favorite player so you can't corner the market on my fandom so i'm yeah. gonna I'm get whatever product is out there that can take me back to those moments of seeing them on court so they have to realize that if that's what they're trying to do is play hardball like oh well people aren't gonna do this if you don't stay with us just take it from one kobe fan that i don't have to have a nike i can i go collect everything else yeah yep 
I w- do you think that that you know? Let's just throw out you know. Obviously, Isaiah Thomas is the first person that comes to mind for me. Mm-hmm. Demar Derozan, like those two guys, you know, are diehard Kobe fans. Yeah, diehard Nike guys. You know, at this point too, because they can wear Kobe's shoes mm-hmm. and get the PEs and get the exclusive colorways and all that stuff. Do you think? the NBA athletes will ever wear another Kobe shoe, you know, with the exception of Nick Young, I can't think. And, and Derek Rose, when he first signed with Adidas, with Adidas his rookie year or second year, um, I'll have to break those out tomorrow. The crazy eights that he wore were super dope. Um, Oh, nice. But I can't think of too many players that, that wore, you know, the Adidas Kobe's um, as, James as Harden retros, did. right? James Harden did. He wore the uh, James oh, Harden yeah, yeah, wore the yeah. uh, the Audi the Audi ones, the KB twos. Yeah, but, uh, but during, like, uh, all those guys had Adidas deals at some point or during that era, yeah. right? So like, I can't yeah. I can't picture anybody wearing Kobe Adidas retros without an Adidas deal. When oh it comes yeah, to NBA yeah. guys, that won't happen. They don't want to mess up their, their checks, which I don't blame them. Don't mess up your money. But it, it yeah. sucks because now they're going to be limited like this year. I mean, shoes last for a while, but not when you're playing NBA basketball. You can only wear them probably about, what, five, six times before you blow them out because those are high-level athletes, big dudes, moving at high rates of speed to blowing out shoes. So I'm really interested to see what they do next because that could be a make or break like for DeMar DeRozan, John Morant, uh, which you don't want to lose John Morant. Yeah. Um, all those guys out there who are on Nike because they can wear Kobe model sneakers. I mean, you had Dwight Howard foregoing other sneaker deals just to wear Kobe's last year when he was on the Lakers. Yep. Like you got to understand again, his, his presence has a power to him. People wanted to be like him. People want to emulate him. People wanted to beat him. And like he did things that other like, I know Michael Jordan is like the pinnacle of basketball to most people, but he wasn't really into giving out the, the secrets, you know, secret sauce. But Kobe, like, he'll beat you in the court and but gladly get on the phone with you and call like, hey, you want, you know, you, I can teach you this or whatever from what I'm understanding from players. So they wanted to like, hey, I want to be like this guy. And I don't, again, I don't think Nike realizes the, like the potential you know, I, mean, I won't say it's a huge fallout, but there's going to have a mini fallout for like the guys like, well, I want this shoe and I can't have it. I mean, watching, I know it's college, but Baylor, like over 60% of the guys were wearing Kobe's yeah. during, the, uh, during the entire season. So you're going to try to transition them to something else, which they may not care as much because they're just, you know, the team is sponsored as opposed to the player. But I feel like you're going to have a lot of, you know, conversations because maybe they don't want to transition. They don't want to wear a Kyrie. Could that be the next thing that really feels like a Kobe is a Kyrie? Maybe they don't want to wear that. So maybe like, hey, uh, I'm going to go to this other brand because they're going to pay me more money now. Yep. Yeah, I think I think the other thing that's kind of interesting, right, is, you know, the Kobe retros might not have done, you know, they, they weren't. Obviously, when somebody passes away, the market just goes crazy for the, for their products. Mm-hmm. It, it always happens, you know, like, I mean, I think that the NBA guys were the guys that, that really carried 
the Kobe Protro line, right? Like, yep. The undefeated stuff was cool, but like seeing the guys in the league, that was what made them made me want them at least, and made it even yeah. cooler because it was like, look, these guys are getting to play in their heroes' shoes, and mm-hmm. you know that you you just don't see that, right? Like, yeah. Um, and I, and I wonder if we'll ever, you know, like. To to the to the point about Nike not you know wanting to make Kobe a, a high enough priority for you know the future. I totally understand that, right? Like you can't possibly you know how do you appeal to the to the the next guy if you're still you know given all the marketing dollars to you know Kobe for instance unless you spin it off into its own thing, right? You have to take yeah. that out of the equation for new, in my opinion, for new, you know, signature athletes or yeah. new, even, you know, brand deals because the, uh, you know, I'm thinking of like Jordan, right? Like if, if Jordan was still under the Nike banner and you were still selling, you know, Nike or Jordan, whatever models, there would be so much more problems because now you're trying to prioritize a guy that's retired over, you know, these guys that are trying to be the the, the next legacy that carries on the brand. So yeah, I, I think it's really fascinating. And I hope that, you know, I don't know, like I, I hope that, I hope that the fans actually, you know, still support whatever happens next, you know, for yeah. Vanessa Bryant and the, and the family, because it's it's tough as a sneaker consumer to 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 you know think of even you know walking away from Nike on some of these shoes, but like and they'll always be there, right? Like you know mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll see a Grinch release five or ten years from now. It might not be exactly the same, but it'll yeah, be enough nostalgia to 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 kind of reinvigorate the the fans. But you know it'll be interesting, man. It's uh it's super crazy. It's super crazy. I just can't really can't really wrap my head around that it even got to the point where it, where it's, you know, where there's no deal there. Right. And right. Um, I, I think I, I can't remember what, if you said it or not, but what was the last, the, at least the, pers- the, the idea of like, what was the last shoe that's going to come out? Oh, uh, the hall of fame. That's Kobe right. six, which, uh, if it ties into the hall of fame induction, in, in, induction ceremony, that should be what may something. Yep. So, I mean, we got about a month and a half left of, new Kobe releases. I mean, they still have a couple things floating out there. We never got the Black History Month sixes, which I thought was really weird. They were kind of pushing those on different websites. Uh, the Think Pink Pro Tros, the KYLs are still floating around out there. The Pro Tros, are, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, Del Sol is going to be the next one supposedly comes out. They've already done the raffle and tightened in the Philippines. So you're going to have a couple of those in the resale market now. So I don't know if Nike's going to hold them or what, whatever it may be. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else was on the, the the back burner for these yet. That's the only ones I've actually seen. Um, but I just, man, I I just it's, it's crazy because there were so man, there was just so many things in my mind. I was like, oh, I'm gonna get a Kobe nine finally, things like that. And but I, I'm happy. Like I I can say I do have a couple pairs of Kobe's. I I don't have as many as I used to because at one point in my life I did sell off a lot of my collection. Um, but I, I'm able to say I, I own a good amount of them. I've enjoyed them. And although I really hate to see mine, you know, fall apart one day, 
I mean, that's, I have to say, I, again, I, I got to get to have a part of that, that history. So I, I can't, I can't be mad like this one. I, I, I can't be mad at like the Brian, the Brian family on this one, because I know there's something bigger in play for them and they have to look out for their, um, their own interest. Cause Kobe's, Kobe's not here anymore. So I'm not, I'm, I can't be mad at them. I'm more, I'm more like kind of teed off at Nike for not, you know, I'm just, Although I love like the LeBron sneaker, the Kyrie sneaker, if you put all all of them next to each other, Kobe's. If you made the same amount of Kobe's, Kobe's model is going to do more numbers than all of them. And the fact that they're just trying to, again, it's. I sound like I'm taking shots at other players, but take some of the money out of like the millions of PGs. You keep giving me black and white PGs and like black and white Giannis is like stop making some of those. Put some of those materials into Kobe's. You can make more of them. Because yep. although yes, I know you sell them. I know that even though discounted prices doesn't matter, you're gonna your stores are still gonna order big, big amounts of them. Or you make stores order a, a ton of them. Take some of that, some of that uh, infrastructure you're using. Take some of those materials and make more Kobe's. You could do that easily. But I, again, I really think that Nike, even though they won't, they don't want to say it. I think they do like to feed the, the resale and hype machine just to keep the. Even even bad press is a good press for them because even if they're we're mad, we're still gonna try to get out of anger to get the next shoe. So they're okay with that. Yeah, I mean, and I think you know to be fair to to the folks that are working at Nike too, you know they're probably just as disappointed as we are, right? Like a lot of oh, those yeah. people, you know, it's the especially higher the people that got to, to yeah, they got to to work on the product, that got to work mm-hmm. with Kobe. I mean, there's probably dozens or hundreds of people. Uh, you know, throughout Nike that, that, you know, had personal relationships with Kobe mm-hmm. over the years. And it's definitely got to be a, a, a tough time for them too to think like yeah. that, that that relationship is not going to be, you know, it'll still exist in some regard, but it won't be what it, what it has been. So, yeah. um, yeah, I, I don't know, man, I, I am, uh, you know, I guess like default me is just, always optimistic, you know, look, trying mm-hmm. to see the, the, the positives in, in this. I hope that, you know, this turns into availability to, you know, the next generation, the generation after that for Kobe shoes, whether that's with Nike or another brand, you know, I don't think that necessarily matters. Like I think in a perfect scenario, we'd all love to see, you know, it continue on with Nike, but yeah. um, plenty, plenty of opportunity out there. So uh, it's just it's just crazy i mean I, I i'm still kind of like even though we've been talking for an hour i feel like i'm still kind of speechless because it's just like not something you would ever expect to have happened it's weird like you don't you don't think you're gonna hear that i mean any other player like oh you're leaving his brand oh, okay but you never would have thought you'd hear kobe leaving nike i mean it's like what it's been like 20 years like what are you doing all right as i was wrapping up and editing this we got a little bit of an update thanks to nick Tapala and espn basically a statement from vanessa bryant that says Kobe's Nike contract expired on 4-13-2021. Kobe and Nike have made some of the most beautiful basketball shoes of all time, worn and adorned by fans and athletes in all sports across the globe. It seems fitting that more NBA players wear my husband's product than any other signature shoe. According to a source, Bryant and the state had grown frustrated with Nike limiting the availability of Kobe product during his retirement and after his January 2020 death in a helicopter crash. There was also frustration with the lack of availability of Kobe footwear and kid sizes, according to sources presumably to be worn by both young boys and girls getting their starts in the sport. Nike, sources said, 
had presented an extension offer that was not in line with the expectations or of an ongoing, quote, lifetime structure like the Nike Inc. contracts held by both Michael Jordan and LeBron James. My hope will always be to allow Kobe's fans to get and wear his products, Vanessa Bryant said. I will continue to fight for that. Kobe's products sell out in seconds. That says everything. I was hoping to forge a lifelong partnership with Nike that reflects my husband's legacy. We will always do everything we can to honor Kobe and Gigi's legacies. That will never change. It is believed that all future releases of Kobe Bryant branded footwear and apparel manufactured by Nike will be halted. The Kobe Bryant estate could enter into negotiations with outside brands to form a new partnership. Vanessa Bryant also confirmed to ESPN that the Kobe Bryant estate owns the rights to both the quote Mamba logo and his signature. The sheath logo often featured on the tongue of the Nike Kobe sneakers is mutually owned by both sides, according to a source. Kobe Bryant was an important part of Nike's deep connection to consumers. Nike told that's a, yeah, we've already seen that, but basically crazy updates there. Sounds like uh, this deal is not going to happen. There were also rumors of Adidas. There were also rumors, I would say, you know, prior to this, that Nike didn't want to give Kobe a lifetime deal because he was an Adidas athlete and successful as an Adidas athlete in his early years in the league. So We'll throw it to you. Let us know what you think about all this. Are you still going to buy Kobe shoes if they're not Nikes? We'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Hey, y'all. Nick Ingvall here. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. It really means a lot that you would spend a portion of your week hanging with us. And if there are any ways that we can improve the podcast for you, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you're looking for more content from the Sneaker History crew, head over to patreon.com slash sneakerhistory and join us for as little as five bucks a month. That also gets you access to our Discord group, which is a lot of fun. Also, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. We just started uploading our videos there now, so you can watch the video version of the pod and a lot more. Last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. It's a small gesture that can go a really long way to making somebody's day a little bit better. Thanks again, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, And we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.